0: Welcome to Flip the Script with Vic, your weekly pep talk to expand and shift your perspective. I'm your host, Victoria Nielsen. Together, we'll unwind all the things you thought you knew and awaken to what's possible when you flip the script and take control of your own life. Are you ready? Let's jump on in. Hi, loves. Welcome to another episode of Flip the Script with Vic. I'm your host, Victoria Nielsen. We are diving into... Some of the things that I wish I had known before starting this spiritual journey. And we've talked about spiritual awakenings before on the podcast, but I was just interviewed as a woman in wellness, a woman in wellness for Authority Magazine. And they asked me this question. And so I thought it was really potent to be able to dive deeper together on the podcast today, because I think. You know, you're going through the spiritual awakening and yes, it's causing all of this questioning of your purpose and who you are and your path in life. And I feel like a lot of pressure is put on this purpose aspect because all of a sudden you're now aware of something so much larger than yourself. And so all of a sudden you really feel like you have to be going after this big nebulous thing, your purpose. What am I here for? Why am I here? What does everything mean? And these are really big questions, right? And I think people get really wrapped up in them when they when they start on the spiritual journey. And I know that I did too, because it was like, okay, now I need an answer. I need to know what is my purpose and what does it all mean? And first of all, you're never going to find out what it all means. But the deeper that you go with your spiritual practice, the more that you will realize that your purpose is ever changing and that everyone is really put on this earth to benefit themselves, but working on yourself also benefits humanity. And I understand how that perspective may seem selfish, but not everyone is here to be Mother Teresa. That's just the reality of it. And not everyone is here to help the masses and not everyone is here to create a successful business and not everyone is here to do X, Y, and Z or achieve all of these things that we have been told we need to achieve in in a masculine world. And I really want to state that loud and clear because your purpose is just to create and to be. And all of these things are a byproduct of that. You are here on a mission to learn lessons that your soul asked for before incarnating that your soul needs to work through and whether that has karmic implications with other people or not, it depends on you entirely. So maybe you don't have past karma with others and it's really all about yourself, which I know personally, I have personal karma that I'm working through in this lifetime because of that That does not mean that I have to go out and help heal thousands of people. I can if I want to. I have free will, but that is not necessarily my purpose in this life. And my kundalini yoga teacher, Guru Singh, talks a lot about how you find that purpose because it lives within you in your sacrum. Your sacrum is sacred and it carries all of the codes, if you will, that you were born into this world needing to unravel, needing to figure out. And by using the diaphragm and using this portal that's literally in your body from like your womb space to your heart, you will naturally uncover what you're here for. Because anytime you are working that area of the body, you are sending these, he calls them notions, but they're little sparks of inspiration, little sparks of intuition to the third eye and the pituitary gland and the other parts of the body that then take this information and you can choose to move forward with it or not, right? And your thighs and your legs are actually tied to your intention is your left leg and your motivation is your right leg. And I really love that because that's what moves you forward. That's what helps you find your purpose. That's what puts you on a path that's meant entirely for you. And so I I really just wanted to start by talking about that because I think it's really important. When I first started the spiritual journey, I joined a spiritual business community, not even realizing what I was joining And I think a lot of us really got wrapped up in, oh, if we're spiritual beings, then you have to have a spiritual business that helps humanity. You have to be a spiritual entrepreneur. No, you don't. That may not be the path for you, even though you are an awakened conscious person, even though you know that the ways of being in the world aren't working, even though you know you don't want to be in masculine corporate culture anymore. That does not mean that you have to quit your job and start this business. It may never mean that. And so I think that's kind of the first thing that I want to share today is that no one really knows what they're doing, right? We're, we're all just winging it and we are all following, hopefully, these nudges of our soul that are leading us in different directions. And so your path may not look like anyone else's. It shouldn't look like anyone else's if it's your path, to be perfectly honest. And so that first phase, if you will, of spiritual awakening, I feel like is a lot of copying, for lack of a better word, because, and not because you're trying to, but more you're just now becoming aware of this new possibility for yourself. And so you're trying on all these different ways that it could look. Maybe you could have a business that looks like this other person that you really like and admire. Maybe you could do this thing that you had never thought of before. And that's natural. I really want you to know that that's natural and you should not feel bad about that because you're still figuring it out. You're still navigating the rules, quote unquote, right, of the spiritual awakening. Because We want that structure. Our mind craves that structure. And so you want to be able to look to other people to see how it's done as inspiration. And that's beautiful. But then you come to a part in your spiritual awakening where you move past that. And I like to say this is almost like you're learning the rules to break them because then you start to discover the ways that you enjoy doing things and the ways that your purpose and your passions and your intuition are showing up for you. And Again, there is no true roadmap. Yes, you follow the nudges from your intuition like little breadcrumbs, but nobody has a golden map that shows them all the way to the end. Nobody. Not the highly successful CEO that you love and follow, not that influencer that you want to be like, not even me. I have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring. And so I want you to throw that expectation out the window that because you're now awakened or because you now have a bigger awareness of your consciousness and the role that it plays in your life and in humanity that it means you have a roadmap. You don't. And and nobody has that roadmap. So it's okay to be learning along the way. And actually, that's what you should be doing is learning along the way. Because The second thing that I kind of wish I had known before journeying into the spiritual realm was that my success, quote unquote, is tied to my healing. The deeper that I heal myself, the deeper that I work on myself and my relationship with myself, with my spirituality, with my devotion to who I am, the more... Quote unquote, successful I am in life. And I keep saying quote unquote because obviously everyone has very different versions of success. And even the version of myself that, you know, a few years ago was starting the spiritual awakening, my version of success is very different than the version of success of the Victoria that I am today. Because success to me today is freedom and is a life of ease and is being able to create my own schedule and be there for my children. And not be confined to a desk in a nine-to-five job in the traditional sense. And success is also the happiness of my children and of myself and of my spouse. And it's not so much the physical accolades or 3D accolades of like money and rewards and achievements. And so, you know, when you can be in balance and in harmony with yourself and who you are, and this does not mean you're perfect by any means. It means, though, that you embrace those imperfections. You embrace your humanness. That is what it really means, I think, to have found like success in my healing. And you really have to be willing to let go of that old version of yourself to step into this new version. And I will say, I don't believe that I truly knew when I started this journey how many Old versions of me would have to die to birth this new version of myself. And it takes courage. I say this all the time. It takes courage to be who you're truly meant to be. And there are so many mental habits and stories and blocks that you have to work through. And that's okay. That's why you're here. It's not meant to be this thing that like you overcome in an instant and then magically you're healed and everything's better. You have to be willing to do the work and I call it self-devotion because truly you have to be devoted to yourself and your growth and that purpose, again, to uncover who you really are at your core because that is the most important thing and again, why you're here, but you're going to shift that over time. So this kind of leads me to my, my next thing that I wish someone had told me that it's okay to change your mind. That as you're on this trajectory, this healing path, the things that you want for yourself in your life can change and should change from moment to moment, from person to person, from death to rebirth. And it's okay if it shifts drastically, it's okay if it shifts a little bit, but it is absolutely okay to change. And it can be really hard to change when the people that you surround yourself with are holding you to old standards and old stories. And you have to be willing to either let those stories go or let those people go because then you're not playing into that energy or into that paradigm anymore. And it is absolutely okay for you to put a stake in the ground around something and then a month later a day later change it and change your mind because you have learned more you have opened yourself to a new perspective you have grown I actually think that that kind of intelligence if you will is is needed and actually shows a lot of humility and a lot of empathy to be able to say maybe I was wrong or maybe I see a different point of view. And it's not always this black or white, right or wrong, right? Like everyone has valid points for things in their lives. And so you've gotta you've gotta be willing to be flexible on this journey that you're going to change. And the you of even a few hours ago may be vastly different. And that that's okay. Which leads me to my my next, I wish I'd known, boundaries. So on this journey, you are going to have to erect boundaries around yourself and around the things that matter. And you're going to have to hold some things sacred because I've said this before, not everything is for everyone's consumption, but also your energy doesn't belong to everybody. And as you're navigating this new normal, it can be really tender and really vulnerable and really chaotic, potentially, and volatile. And things are only going to be worse if you don't set those clear boundaries up front. So whether that is in your relationships or with yourself, perhaps, or for me, I know as I was stepping into this role as like a solopreneur, I was not great at first about setting boundaries between like work and family life. So I was trying to work on the business when my kids were around. And then I would feel guilty because I wasn't giving them my full attention. And then I would feel guilty because the business didn't get any attention because the kids got all my attention. And so really setting those boundaries to say like, okay, this is when I'm working on the business. And this is when I'm working on myself. This is when I'm being present with my kids, was really important to me as I was becoming more awakened and more conscious around how I wanted to move in the world. And that's just a lesson in presence, right? Because so many of us are not present in our everyday lives. We're always looking to escape. But I challenge you, if you're always looking to escape, it's because you don't like the life that you've created for yourself, You're trying to escape your life because you don't love it, because there are things about it that are not in alignment with who you really are, and your soul knows that. Your soul knows deep down, and so you're avoiding doing the work because you think it's harder than making the change, but I promise you it's not. It's so much harder to live an unaligned life when you know that you have been called to more. And it is a normal part, I think, of the spiritual path and the spiritual journey to, to get to that place of resistance, right? So maybe you've, you started the journey and you're so excited and you're emulating all of the people that you look up to around you. And then you start to say, okay, this is the path that I can walk and how exciting I can do this exactly how I want to. And then you hit a plateau and you're like, fuck this. This is hard. I don't want to do this anymore. That is absolutely normal. But you have to work through it because the resistance that you're creating in your life and in your field will not allow you to stay there. It's going to become harder to continue to live in unalignment when you know there's a better way. And so slowly, little by little, maybe you'll come out of that plateau, you'll come out of that resistance, and it doesn't have to be a big shift. It's usually not, actually. It's little by little moment by moment that you begin to make a change because you know that you can't continue the way that you're continuing. Whether the universe sends you a huge sign that makes you shift or you start to finally again listen to those notions that are coming from your your sacrum that are telling you that you have to do things differently. So, you know, whether it's subtle like me deciding that I was going to quit drinking coffee and start drinking matcha I mean, that doesn't seem like a big deal, right? It still has caffeine in it, but it has been such a profound shift for me because now I can tell when my body is tired. I'm not masking it with caffeine or with with coffee, I should say. Again, matcha still has caffeine, but I'm able to better discern what I'm feeling because I'm not on this like super jacked up wave of 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 coffee. Matcha just doesn't feel like that in my body. Matcha feels more nurturing to myself. Um, and then, you know, things start to maybe even out in your life and you finally start to see your outside reality mirroring this internal reality that you're creating yourself, creating for yourself. And then that's when I feel like the magic really starts to happen because then the momentum kicks up because now you can see that the work that you're doing is making a difference. And now you can see that you feel so much better when you, when you do your meditation practices and your rituals and you really dedicate time to yourself. And, You know, I think um, another thing that is often overlooked is that this is a lifelong journey. It's not something that you can just pick up one day and then sit back down and not do anymore. And there are always going to be lessons and things to test you and to trigger you and to push you to grow. And it's always your choice whether or not you repeat those patterns. So you can stay in the suffering and continue to repeat and repeat and rinse and repeat or you can recognize that something's happening, bring an awareness to this pattern and just bringing awareness to something allows it to change and shift just enough that maybe you can let some light in, in a place that felt very dark. Or maybe you can begin to make a little bit of energetic change towards the thing that you're working for. And, you know, I encourage you if you are recognizing yourself in any of these moments of stuckness, you're not really stuck. You're just not making a choice and there's a difference. And so can you pay attention to the choices that you're making this week? And can you make choices from that higher consciousness, that higher perspective, from that woman of purpose rather than the woman who does not have that drive, does not have that spiritually awakened sense of self? Because we go back to her, um, you know, in times of stress and in times of chaos. But the more that you build up and flex that muscle, really, of of consciousness and conscious connection, the easier it will be to come back to that place instead. That that will become your new normal. That that will become your neutral, if you will, that you move from instead of this really old version of you. Because that's the beauty, right? You're never going to be that super old version of yourself anymore. The more that you're aware and the more that you're awake, you step into a new version. So you may be on version 329. You're never going to be version 328 again. Your new default is version 329. And how beautiful is that? That you're still making strides even when it feels like you're not. Even when it feels like you're maybe taking a step backwards, you can't unlearn all the things that you have discovered. Maybe you're not fully embodying them yet, or maybe you're not able to fully practice them in your everyday life, but you're aware of them now. And so you can never go back to that place of unawareness. You can never undo that. So you're you're never going to go back to a, a level of consciousness that you've previously possessed because it's not possible. You up-level every time you make yourself aware of a pattern of a way of being in the world that isn't serving you of anything, really. You're up-leveling yourself in every moment. And so what a beautiful thing, because even when you feel like you're not making progress, you are. So thank you for being here with me today. I feel fired up. I'm super fired up. I would love to invite you to the Return to You retreat in El Sargento, Mexico, April 8th to the 12th. It is going to be so amazing. I've got a free meditation challenge coming up here on Instagram that's going to be right after Thanksgiving. I'm going to be sharing more about that this week, and I've got some amazing workshops lined up for my portal collective members. That's my membership for... Uh, meditation and kundalini and for the woman who wants to really uncover who she is with a daily meditation practice. So I've got a lot of amazing resources for you in the show notes. I thank you so much for listening today and being here with me and for taking part in this conversation. I can't wait to chat again next week. Be good to one another. I love you. I'll see you real soon.